Stampede. Garner isn't 178 recorded 4 2023. I'll never forgive what has become of this country. The plague of violence, the deceptions, the arrogance, the avarice. Instead, winning became everything. But we have thousands addicted to drugs, suffering mental illness, living on the streets of almost every major city in this country. No, I won't forgive what we've done and where we're headed. I had only hoped that in our future we would have found contentment, that we saw our connection to the natural world and not our trust in the artificial. The truth is we can never end up well because of our guilt. We thought maybe we could absolve our guilt by returning this land to Native Americans or repaying African Americans whose ancestors were enslaved. No, there's no way to correct those wrongs because today we've built a new form of slavery and we continue to tell the world we know what freedom is all about even when we need to incarcerate a large number of people. 
We thought we could build a strong society with a consumerist economy, but demanding more never made us healthy. It bred distrust and envy. We thought we were special because we had an abundance of everything, that if we had it, well, we should flaunt it. But the waste and the corruption were never ending. No, I won't forgive because our future has already been written. Our fate has been sealed, stamped, and delivered by what we are today. And for that, I won't forgive. You want me to tell you everything is going to be all right. Well, it won't be. Go ahead, make yourself feel good by chanting USA, USA, USA. But somewhere, somehow, that won't correct what clearly is wrong. We could never accept our guilt because we believe we're the best there is in this world.
Don't worry about nothing. Your life is secure because you're being watched and followed all the time. You see, you've become too dangerous for the system to be left alone. You can't be trusted or relied upon. That's why we have so many law enforcement agencies. It's not paranoia or your imagination when they come kicking in your door after you've said something wrong. And maybe that'll be your future. After all, they can lie to you, but you know better than to say what you think about them. No, they've got to be watching you because they make the decisions, and you have to accept their mistakes. If things go wrong, that's when the deceptions and the lies start. Of course, the biggest deception of all is when they tell you you're free, because that freedom comes when you're sitting in your couch, drinking a beer, watching something on a wall-mounted television for 12 hours a day. You've been tricked and believing you're free when, in fact, you're trapped and addicted You've been created into being the least common denominator in order to be controlled. Freedom is just being anesthetized, conditioned like a Pavlovian dog living in the world of the unthinking. And why should you be able to think when artificial intelligence can do it for you? When you've reached the bottom as the least common denominator, you won't be able to add 2 plus 2, because you'll have been convinced everything is equal. The conclusion of adding anything will be that nothing is different. Everybody and everything will be the same. And that's the way the system wants you. You won't be confused. The news you see and hear every day and night won't end up making you afraid. No, the news about the violence and the destruction will simply be a new form of entertainment. You see, you won't have to worry because everything is under control and you're living in the new alterated freedom.
our conceit, our false pride isn't going to keep us safe. It won't protect us from what is coming and the truth of what we've become. Our duly elected politicians have never been working for us. Their concerns are with how to keep themselves in power. They never have been duly elected anyway. They come from the money of the corporations to convince voters things to be done their way in their best interest and not your best interest. It's always been the bottom line of the corporations that has been important. The public has always been incidental. You see, that's how the politicians can say we're living in a democracy. You've been duped, sucker punched into believing the people in this country say how things should be done or what the values should be or how you should live. Those ideas come from a system supported by a corporatocracy that duly elects our politicians with donations not from the people. Money talks in the hallways of the Capitol building and it determines who will represent the people. Millions, or maybe I should say billions, come from big businesses to keep big business having laws passed to protect their interests. In other words, making sure corporate politicians are the ones who are elected to office. If you want a law passed to help a business in this country, well, you have to spend money getting the person you want elected to Congress. That's why politicians say the business of America is business. And let's face it, the American people are used to consume in order to keep the government open, receiving revenue from taxation. It all works perfectly. The corporations get the people they want elected to the Congress, and the American people are told by the politicians to buy all sorts of stuff so that the government can pay its bureaucratic workers keeping the government spending money. The circle just keeps going around and around and around.
The trouble with false pride is reality won't allow you to keep believing in something that isn't true. The facts are, during a presidential election, about 60% of eligible voters actually vote. That says about 40% of eligible voters in this country don't vote. And when you factor in how corporations and large individual donors affect an election with money, it's safe to say America really doesn't have a democracy. Money permits advertisements to influence elections. But these things are the least of our problems. This is true. America's future will leave a lot to desire. For 50 years, big oil purchases around the world were made in U.S. dollars. If your country purchased oil, it had to be done with petrodollars. But within the last few weeks, that has all but disappeared because the Russian Federation and Saudi Arabia have entered into an alliance dropping the use of the petrodollar for the transaction of oil. In a recent three-day visit to Moscow, President Xi Jinping of China signed agreements for, and I quote, a multi-world order, end quote. Among those agreements was the end of the petrodollar, the petrodollar was instituted by America in the early 1970s and had the immediate effect of strengthening the U.S. dollar, making it the reserve currency of the world. Today, China and Russia are changing that by agreeing to make settlements in currencies other than the dollar. In just the last two months of 2023, China's imports from Russia totaled $9.3 billion, exceeding imports for the previous year in 2022. In February alone, China imported over 2 million barrels of Russian crude, setting a new record. The Chinese yuan is now being used to make oil payments. Other major OPEC nations and BRICS members, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, are already accepting yuan as payment. The yuan's role as a reserve currency will continue to strengthen, signaling a shift in the global order, and America's world preeminence is coming to a close.
Believing in what our politicians have been saying can leave the American people deceived into thinking that this country's best years are ahead of us. Well, that's what they want you to believe because they know if Americans ever understood how vulnerable we are, they'd be out of work. The people in this country can never be told our best days are in our past, that what we've enjoyed for the last 77 years since 1945 is coming to an end. After all, don't we have a superior military with the most powerful weapons ever created? Didn't our capitalist system destroy the communists from the Soviet Union? Don't we control the international banking system with the strength of our dollar? Aren't our cities built with skyscrapers filled with workers? Don't we have the best health system in the world with the greatest universities? Don't we have the best stadiums for sporting events? Didn't we go to the moon? Don't we have the largest number of law enforcement agencies designed to protect us? Don't we have the banks so large they can never fail? Doesn't the government just print as much money as it wants? Aren't we a free people? Strong in the thought we can tell the rest of the world how to live? Don't we have the highest standard of living? After all, we created artificial intelligence. We can let the machines do the thinking for us. And just about everybody has a smartphone. And doesn't that mean we can talk anytime and anywhere? Because our government holds the largest debt in history. Doesn't that mean there's no end for our consuming keeping the debt under control. Why shouldn't we want more? We deserve it. Let our government spy on us. That'll make us safer. Of course we're the greatest people. That's why we chant USA, USA, USA. But then why do so many of us know something is wrong?
This week on Garner Isn't, you heard six recordings by Hans Zimmer. Zimmer has been awarded two Academy Awards, four Grammys, and nominated for two Emmys and a Tony. He's composed music for over 150 films, winning Oscars for The Lion King and Dune. This week, you first heard I'm Going Home from the 2014 movie Interstellar. Then from the 2010 movie Inception Time. Followed by music for the movie Blade Runner 2049, Wallace. Then more from Interstellar, a cut from Cornfield Chase, and then a cut from Dust. And finally, from Blade Runner 2049, Sapper Tree. Stampede, written and performed by Edward Garner in Morro Bay and Paso Robles, California.